I've ever been. All right. We're, I think we're recording. Yep, we're gone. Okay. Anyone? Anyone here? Hey, Reese. Hey. Thanks for having me in my house for this uh, <laughs> podcast. You know, I'll have you in your house anytime. No problem. Yep. And Sue Casa is me, Casa. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> a good, off to a good start. So we have David with us again. Again, it's exciting. Back to back. Yeah. He. Yeah. Anyways, it's good. What What are we going to talk well, about? Yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. Or should we jump right into it? Did y'all want to banter for a few minutes? Um, actually, David had a great intro earlier <laughs> when we were just brainstorming. David, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about the concept of pastors, and. Our understanding of that word in uh, you know modern Western Christianity, and we're also going to look a little bit at what the Bible says about that word. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to jump to our conclusion, but how all of us enter into uh, a pastoral function mm-hmm. in our our Christian life, or we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, that was good. <laughs> did Did you guys grow up with? like pastors or were they I mean you know what I mean by that or yeah. were they preachers reverends, reverends. Um, okay reverend I, for you I did not grow up with those tell us um, no, no reverence no no reverence actually um, you know I did grow up going to a uh, uh, youth group with one of my friends mm-hmm. um, in high school and we we had a youth pastor uh, Jonathan was his name. Mm-hmm. I, I hope he's well. That that brother loved Jesus just so much, wow. and I, I really appreciate his heart for the young people. Even though I was the worst, but yeah, <laughs> he. So nobody called him Pastor uh, Jonathan, but yeah. he was. That was his official title. Yeah. Okay. I, I grew up with. I mean, they were definitely pastors or preachers. Like that's that's how my mom would like characterize them as their title. Yeah. But they actually all went by brother first. It was really? brother first name, yeah. Wow. It was brother Tommy. He was the first one. I remember he was, he was like yeah. very religious about the King James version, and then brother Robert came next. Uh oh. Brother Robert is great. Okay. Yeah, he was an ESV guy. Oh. oh. He, he converted he a fun one. And he converted the whole church to the ESV, oh. except for my mom. Oh. And then and then now there's this new pastor. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't even remember his name uh, now, but. Uh, he, I don't even know why I'm talking about versions of the Bible because that's not what we're talking about. But <laughs> yeah, he converted everyone to the CSB. But his name is still Brother So and So. That's mm-hmm. just how we always characterized him. But like LinkedIn profile, they'd say Pastor or what? what um, that? that's a great question. Why don't you Why don't you tell us your experience and I'll look it up. Okay, I don't remember. I think I. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, please carry on. I'm not really sure where we're going with this. To you know, be honest, we're just, we're just we're we're just flowing. It's yeah, great. I mean. Yeah, so anyways, we've got this thought of a pastor. I guess the point is, we when you think of pastors, and you call, we could call this also preachers or um, reverends or whatever, you know, it's like minister is another big one. Right. I, I knew like a youth, this, he's the youth minister. Youth minister yeah. yeah. Um, but I wouldn't call the main guy a minister. I'd call him the pastor, the pastor or the preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's really interesting when you go to the Bible and you start to look for like, what's what's the biblical foundation for this kind of mode of church and you know how sunday happens in yep. terms of you know there being a message given there being a one man who's like the guy giving the message and that's kind of 
I think for most Christians, that's what the word pastor is wrapped around. It's like he's the guy at the podium delivering the goods, um, you know, delivering the message week by week. I mean, is that, would that be fair to yeah. say? Is that kind of Definitely. Yeah. 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 I, I would say, yeah. I think I would just echo also what we've said in past podcasts, which is like, you know, the Bible doesn't give us that much information mm. as far as like what, how, how like the practical local church assembles and, and uh-huh. practices their uh, ceremony, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And so it's, we're about to find out. It's about <laughs> the same for pastors. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what, yeah, because I don't know if we were thinking we'd go down the route of, like, what Sunday should look like. Um, I think there's a lot to talk about about, like, what a pastor is. Mm-hmm. But maybe just in, in brief, you know, I, we, have we done a podcast where we talked about 1 Corinthians 14? We did prophesying, right? We did prophesying. Yeah. yeah. When is, so 1 Corinthians 14, 26, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, like, the best verse in terms of, like, what did... A New Testament yeah. church look like. Like, how did they meet? Mm-hmm. What did they do? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Hall. Um, they, whenever they congregated, they gathered together. It says each one had something. Each yep. one had a psalm, yep. a hymn, a, you know, a revelation, a tongue. The, you know, char- what characterized their meeting together was mutuality. Each one participated. Each one functioned. Um, there wasn't this pastoral role and the way we know it today of like one man delivering a message um you might see the occasional message given in the bible right especially a gospel message Mm -hmm. but there's occasionally like man paul's in town let's gather together here and give us a word but in general when it's like the sunday by sunday church life it was everyone's bringing something Uh, everyone got to speak yep but anyway i I don't know if there's any more talk about there on that side of things or if we should explore that more i think we should i i feel like david david maybe you can help me here but i think we get to the verse and then maybe we could let timothy be our case study timothy a little bit oh. all right well so the the key verse here um in fact one of the only times maybe the only time the new testament uses this word pastor uh is in ephesians 4 uh verse 11 and this is from the niv so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And so, you know, it's interesting. And I think this works nicely with what Reese was talking about with mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the concept of everyone having a portion mm-hmm. is that while that is the practice for sure uh, that we see revealed in the new testament we also see clearly in this verse and maybe some verses that verses in peter that we'll get to later that uh the lord has set some to some specific ones to be not above not in some kind of strata that's higher than the rest of the the believers but to be uh well just to cut to peter patterns of the other believers mm-hmm. so and in, in here it it talks about these ones that were given by the lord uh so that to equip his people for works of service so mm-hmm. there's a particular function for certain members to do this so uh you know we're we're definitely not opposed to the idea that people would have a specific function but that function has a measure Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I don't want to yeah. derail us, but yeah, that's that's the key verse in the New Testament about the idea of a pastor. Yeah, is that they were given to equip the the other believers for works of service. Yeah, 
Yeah, and so what does a, I mean, what what exactly is a pastor? Like, what, what does that word mean in Ephesians? Like, what does it mean for someone to be given as a mm-hmm. pastor? Because that was the NIV, right? It was the NIV, yeah. Yeah, because a few versions I've looked at, yeah, they, they don't, they say shepherds. Shepherd. Right. right. Yeah, actually, I was looking at uh, a word study by Vincent on, on that uh, very verse. And uh, so he points out uh, these translated pastors or shepherds, the verb... I'm not going to read the Greek at you. Uh, it means to tend as a shepherd and is often used in this sense. See 1 Peter 5, 2, verse I just mm-hmm. referenced. Uh, the and, and then he also makes this point that uh, it's, and this is in NIV and other translations, that there's it's not uh, evangelists and shepherds and teachers. It's evangelists, uh, uh, prophets, sh- shepherds, and teachers. One one office, if you will, one one type of, of function that someone mm-hmm. would have is to both shepherd people or, or to pastor them yeah. uh, and to teach them. And so that both of these two functions are, they have to rely one on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we see that borne out in Peter, which we'll read probably later on. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think just, you know, so you have this verse, there is, you know, it's not like the thought of pastoring is a is a non-biblical thing right like clearly it's in the bible yeah but i think we have when we think about pastoring we think of like what we we're used to in church growing up which you know in light of first corinthians 14 26 that's just not how they did things what the pastor did with the guy from ephesians 4 11 the last gift given their role was not to sh- pastor or shepherd the saints via giving a sunday message um, presumably the way they pastored is they took care of the saints. They went and visited people. They were, um, you know, there's, we're going to probably look at first Peter. We we're talking about this a lot. They oversaw mm. the situation of the saints souls. They were, they were there to care for the saints and to help them via, you know, um, you know, by teaching them I mean, the, the best way to help someone is to bring the new Testament right. teaching to them. So, yeah. They weren't giving messages. That's mm-hmm. not the implication. But they were shepherding the saints. They yeah. were shepherding God's people by, just like a shepherd tends for sheep. It's like there's some who have a particular function to take care mm-hmm. of God's people in yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I'm actually curious while we're talking about this. If, if Stephen. I mean, I know we don't know exactly what his role was. I know he was a deacon and he was appointed, or mm-hmm. you know. To take care of the, the the church's, I guess, situation there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like you know when when he's about to get stoned. I mean, he he drops a bomb of a message. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it just like makes it just leads me to be like, if I mean, I bet the dude was a teacher mm-hmm. in some way. For sure. Like the way that the way that he understood the gospel and then mm-hmm. how he presented it is like, man. I mean, now you know maybe granted Luke Luke might have came in there and like edited. it. all right he's giving the cat no i don't know but yeah but uh, anyways point being is that i do you know you look at steven's service it's like that's what he was doing he was like administering and overseeing and yeah yeah i don't know anyways what the the verse in peter oh right well you know just i just wanted to mention one thing on top of what reese just said about the, the the primary function you know of being to to visit and to to teach you know and uh, so this is from Acts chapter twenty, and Paul is yeah, Paul, yeah. So Paul is you know, and Paul would by no means 
qualify himself as a pastor. He's definitely an apostle, one sent by the Lord to go, you know, and take the word and establish churches. Right. But he talks about, you know, for a time, he, for three years, he was in Ephesus. And mm-hmm. he's speaking here to the Ephesian elders. And, and he's on his way back to Jerusalem. And he's kind of giving an account of his service among them. And, and so he says, um, it, it's, it's very touching. And he says, I uh, served, serving the Lord as a slave with all humility and tears and trials. You know how I did not withhold any of the things which are profitable to by not declaring them to you and by not teaching you publicly and from house to house. And then later on he says, uh, therefore watch remembering for three years, night and day, I did not cease admonishing each one with tears. Wow. So there's, you know, we see Paul, you know, Paul, this is, as far as we know, this is the longest that he was in any one place during his ministry journey when he was not in captivity. Yeah. And uh, so what he chose to do is he, he taught publicly, but also house to house. Mm-hmm. And his care for the saints was not in a matter of, uh, you know, I'm just going to give another message because I'm Paul and I'm yeah. writing the New Testament right now, but I'm going to go to your house. He even, it, it's significant. He leads with night and day. Yeah. It, it, Paul is getting off of work, coming to your house. How's it going? And he's there to admonish you, yeah. to, to exhort you, to cry with you. Wow. This is Paul's gospel service yeah. to these uh, these believers in Ephesus. So yeah. anyway, but should we read first first Peter five two since we've yeah. we had more on I've got I've got the verse and I, I, I like I think this is gonna be it's I don't know where this will go, but we'll see. So first Peter five one it talk he's talking about the elders. Peter's saying, The elders among you, you know, I'm a fellow elder. He's and then he exhorts them shepherd the flock of god among you overseeing so it's shepherd right that word there overseeing not under compulsion but willingly according to god um and then be you know in verse three become patterns to the flock right and so it's impossible to talk about pastoring or shepherding without talking about the elders yeah like that is what the like you know those who were raised up as elders in a church were those who were shepherding the saints who that gift was manifested in them that that ministry was clearly theirs and it was recognized by the lord and then by the apostles who you know appointed them or you know brought them up as elders right, right? according to titus 1 5 acts 14 23 so the elders that's their main function is they are these shepherds um but, you know, I, so it's interesting, like, on the one hand, there should be an eldership in the church. There should mm-hmm. be those who, like, are specifically, their role is to oversee the souls of the saints. Um, but also their role is there to become patterns of the flock. Like, right. They are to become, they shepherd via their living. And then, yeah, with the pattern of Paul, like, he's doing the same thing. It's by visiting. It's by taking care. It's not how we view church things. Um, it's, it's this intimate care. And also the, I mean, you you brought this up already, but Ephesians four eleven, that is followed by verse twelve, which says, you know, for the perfecting mm-hmm. of the saints, unto the work of the ministry, unto the building up. So the role of these gifts that were given to the body in Ephesians four is that they would equip the saints, perfect the saints to do what they themselves are doing. Right. It's to raise up the rest of the congregants. You can mm-hmm. say, even though it's not happening in the context of that, the raise yeah. the rest of the church to enter into this function 
Um, so yeah, it's not like that becomes their role. That's their job. And now the rest of us don't have to do it. Thank the Lord. You know, it's yeah. like, no, it's, <laughs> they are taking care of the saints until the saints are able to do the exact yeah. same thing. And then it would be multiplied until, man, this is the body of Christ built up, not a cool organization with the hierarchical class, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if y'all want to get in more to this first, cause there's a lot there, right? Shepherding the flock, overseeing mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I actually think so. Pr- probably Timothy is not the best place to go a- after this. I think mm. I, I was just considering while y'all were both talking of like, okay, so then how do we get into the application today, right? Mm. So it's like, I, personally, I feel like these verses make it clear. Well, I hope it makes it clear that's like what these verses say based on or compared to what we see today. It's like that doesn't necessarily fit our terminology, I guess, of pastor. Or at least it like you're kind of just missing the other gifts to some to some degree in in Ephesians that are listed. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, it's kind of like you know where do we actually see pastors equipping the rest of the members of the church to you know carry out these things. Mm Like I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not calling out any specific examples. I'm just. I'm just curious. Like, what would what would be what would we say? Like, how do we apply this today? That's like, what do we do with that? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, I was thinking right as you were speaking is that there are definitely some people. You know, we were talking like you started. Glad you started this way, Reese. With you know, what were the titles of our people? Yeah. And there were some people that had that hold and have held the title of pastor who were the real deal pastors. They were pastoring like Ephesians four talks about yeah. in that their heart was you know this is not it's not a job to them. This is not how they you know this is truly a calling and it's a calling that they are trying to replicate and get into other people they are truly living as patterns of the flock but there's probably lots of people who have the title but may not be entered into the reality of that mm-hmm. and i think it's in a sense kind of strange that we've chosen we've picked up this title mm-hmm. as as you know um an, an office so to speak yeah. uh, um a <laughs> A spot on the org chart to be a little more cynical uh, <laughs> yeah. that you know and we you know we don't really have we don't really see much uh, you know don't no one's like evangelist uh, evangelist will anymore or you know uh, prophet will yeah. but, but we do get some pastor wills um, uh, <laughs> anyway but yeah yeah so how do we practically enter into this well I one thing is we you know we have to you know, like we were saying, if, if we're in the position that we, you know, we're, we're looking looking out from the outside in, how do we enter into pastoring, to shepherding? Yeah. Well, the first thing, like we were talking about with Reese, is we need to, we need to get, we need to get under some who are pastoring. Yeah. And shepherding. We need, we need someone to, to, who has this ministry right now to perfect us and be a pattern to us. Mm-hmm. And just really kind of join ourselves along with that. I I had the opportunity to be with a brother for about a year and a half who was very diligently and seriously shepherding people. That was his. That was what his life was for. Or is yeah. He's just not not. I just don't get to be around it anymore. Yeah. But uh, and that was such a ministry to me to perfect. You know, not just kind of practically my 
technique, so to speak, but also my heart for these people. Yeah. And that's a lot of what these these ones in Ephesians four eleven are doing. They're not just they're not care they're not promulgating a method. They're replicating a heart for people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm also thinking of you know we 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 didn't really hit this chapter, and maybe we don't have really much time to do it. But um, you know, it's really impressive how um, the Gospel of John ends, where you've got Peter. He's denied the Lord. The Lord comes back to him, and then the Lord kind of gives Peter a specific um, this commission that is really for all of us. It's like this is what I need you to do. After I've restored your love for me, He says, "Do you love me?" And then he says, right, shepherd my, was it feed my lambs? He says, feed my lambs, shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep. That's his final commission. And so we can see from this that shepherding is really feeding. Right. And and that was what Peter was commissioned to do is feed my lambs, shepherd my sheep. Um, and, and another awesome, and you, so when Peter writes about shepherding, we should pay attention. That's like his thing. Uh, also in First Peter, what is it, two twenty-five? He says Christ is the shepherd and overseer of our souls. So the Lord in John twenty-one, He's telling Peter, "I'm the shepherd." Right? Obviously, Jesus is the shepherd of God, mm-hmm. but He is. He's saying, like, enter into my ministry. Do mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I'm commissioning you to be Jesus to these people, to be the right. shepherd under the chief shepherd. And then all the kind of that the, these particular brothers who might have this gift in Ephesians four eleven. They're, they are under the same commission, but actually they're also replicating that same ministry. Like what that brother that you're with, that he's replicating his ministry in you. And I've had brothers that have done that with me to some extent. And it's like, ultimately this, it's not a unique gift. That's like for an elite class. It is the Lord's commission to all of his people that we all eventually shift from being those fed to being feeders right. of God's people mm-hmm. so that we can all mature and grow up yeah. as lambs of God. You know, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, uh, Will, you look like you're about to say something, but I'm going to look at Well, I, I mean, I've got thoughts always. I, I believe you. you know, <laughs> I, no, the one, I mean, the only thing I was going to say, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you're going to say, David, because, you know, I mean, we got nothing but time. <laughs> I mean, this is our podcast. We can do what we want to do. i got to eat dinner here. Yeah, we so. do. we got to go. Um, sorry. <laughs> No, but uh, point being here is I've had someone share with me because I had a question about those gifts in Ephesians. It's like, yeah. how do you know who's a oh, gift, yeah. and do you, how do you know if I'm a gift? Uh-huh. You know, like, do, like, do I? How, I'd like to be a gift. That'd be great. Good question. Right? Sorry. Um, and so, anyways, I asked that question the way it was explained to me. I, I felt like it was a really good explanation, which was, you know, in fact, there are some people that that this is who they are. They are a shepherd or a teacher, or they are an apostle, or right. they are a prophet. But then, on the other hand, for the other people, like you know us, yeah. it's like you may not necessarily be that person, or you maybe you haven't come fully into function yet about who you are, but you can still function as that to someone else. Yeah. So, it, in, you know, an example is it's like if you maybe you have younger siblings, or you've got people that are whatever. It's mm-hmm. like. You can, in some way, it's like you are getting sent. So in some ways, you're functioning as an apostle to this mm. young person or this person, you know, this new believer. Or, yeah. you know, they've got a question about who knows what. And you've got very little information, yeah. but you can still share a little bit. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're functioning as a teacher. Yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, and Paul c- concludes his thought to Timothy in probably the last book he wrote. 
in Second Timothy four, and he says, uh, "Be sober in all things, suffer evil, do the work of an evangelist, and fully accomplish your ministry." And you know, a brother pointed this verse out to me in directly in relation to what you're saying is that Timothy, clearly an apostle clearly sent by Paul to do the Lord's work in different places where Paul could not himself be, probably did not have the gift of evangelism. But Paul exhorted him, mm-hmm. you still need to do the work of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. Even if you are yourself not the capital E evangelist, <laughs> yeah. you need to still carry out this function. Yeah. And so, you know, just what you're saying, whatever our gift or function may be, we need to have the experience of functioning in all the different aspects of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one more point, since I'm talking way too much. It's all right. So um, Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, we read, for the perfecting of the saints unto the work of the ministry. Until we all arrive is the next phrase. So this is, I, I, I love this section to just kind of map out our whole Christian life that from wherever we are begotten as a believer, immediately we, we find ourselves in this spiritual family where where our, our spiritual elders, those just you know older than us in the faith, are shepherding us. They are they are becoming these gifts to us. Mm. They are perfecting us. But all of this has the goal, not just that we would, you know, become better Christians, not that we would win at the Christian life, yeah. but that we would all arrive. Mm-hmm. This is God's goal, that all the believers, like Reese was saying, would enter into the reality of these ministries that are mentioned here. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, this might be a good place to stop, but I, I just have to say, I think it'd be really good to do a podcast on apostles because that is a loaded oh, term. Be, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be, we, a, it'd be a little clickbait, you know? <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. Apostle yeah. Will yeah. coming in high. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. what we'll do. We'll do it yeah. Apostle you, you know, I was actually thinking about I guess we're not recording anymore. I mean, I know technically we are. We, but this is all going yeah, on. Yeah, we're not. We don't. Uh, you don't understand you, how we end our of, podcast. We're not much pansies. Yeah. Will was about to tell them how to donate. Yeah. Okay, we right. Go ahead. Well, you know, I was going to say, I you I mentioned earlier that you don't run into people that have the, the title apostle, yeah. but whenever you do run into someone who introduces themselves as apostle this, yeah. you, I don't know about you guys, I kind of have a little, uh, oof. Uh, oh, I, usually, I usually just respond and stick my hand out and just say, Bob Vance, Rancher for Jesus. <laughs> You know, if we're talking about our titles. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. that was bad. But it's really, if great. you guys want to donate. Yeah, tell them. Yeah, it's, uh, we got a new landing page. Yeah. Not the same as last week. No, we changed that thing. Yeah, it, we got, we can't we got handle so the kind much of traffic. traffic. Yeah, Boy, it's... it got broken. Oh, my we did gosh. Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, what's his, our guy's name, Henry? Henry, yeah. <laughs> Henry. What's He's, I thought Michael. it was Alex. Might have been Michael. It's but, Michael. It's Michael. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's been um, working on that landing page. Speaking of Michael, the Archangel, you know, just know that there's a podcast on angels coming up. Oh, we didn't commit to that. Oh, I'm not even on the record button. Okay, let's stop it.